Hello, and welcome to the BTG Podcast. I am your host, Jen Fable of BTG Wellness and LiveLifeUnbroken.com. BTG stands for Bridge the Gap, and it is inspired by my own healing journey. After receiving seven different mental health diagnoses by the age of 19, I quickly realized that there was a massive gap between what I believed and understood in my head and what I truly felt in my heart. And no matter how many therapists I went to, I couldn't seem to bridge that gap until I found the tools and information that I share in my one-on-one private sessions, trainings, and right here on this podcast. My goal is to help you begin to bridge that gap by bringing you different topics related to mental, emotional, and spiritual well-being. And in case you didn't know, this podcast is recorded live during my weekly Zoom virtual healing circles. These are weekly virtual gatherings that are 100% free, and no RSVP is required. So you are welcome to come whenever you can and stay as long as you want. Each week, we open the space with a candle meditation, after which I will share with you my favorite grounding practices and lead you through a circle casting, guided meditation and breath work, followed by a soul-inspiring gratitude practice. If you are interested in learning more about how you can continue your journey and experience my virtual healing circles in real time, please visit www.btgwellness.com circle and join my free circle membership. Of course, if you like what you hear in today's episode, please remember to leave a review and share the love by sharing this episode with your friends, family, and social network. And as always, if you have any questions, please know you can always reach out to me through my website at www.btgwellness.com or through email or social media. Enjoy the episode. Welcome to the Virtual Healing Circle with me, Jen Fable of BTG Wellness and LiveLifeUnbroken.com. And tonight we're going to talk all about the structure of tears and why crying is awesome sauce. It's something that we all do, and yet it's also something that we totally don't understand. So my job tonight is to introduce you to what the purpose of tears are, the kinds of tears that we shed, and why crying is such an important part of any healing journey. So why is this important? This is important because we all cry. We all cry. We like to hide it. We like to deny it. We like to ignore it. We like to pretend it doesn't exist. And yet, as long as you're human, you cry. This is important because without understanding the role of tears in your life, it's really tempting to try to hide your tears, to apologize for them, to try to push them out of the way. And this is important because understanding how your tears function to protect you can be a really meaningful addition to your healing journey. So as always, let's talk about what tears are not, because we're really good at getting this wrong. So tears are not a sign of weakness. Tears are not evidence that you're overly emotional or that you're just being silly. Tears are not proof that you're somehow not strong enough. And tears are not something that are meant to be hidden, denied, or rationalized away. So what tears actually are? Tears are a normal process of detoxification. In fact, tears are one of the fastest ways for your body to detox your emotions. Our bodies have four main channels of detox. We have sweat, 
we have tears, we have urine, we have poop. Of the four options, tears are fastest and frankly the most socially appropriate one. <laughs> Imagine every time you got upset, you're like, oh, I got a poop. So let's welcome the tears. Tears are the medium of our most primal language. They're such an important part of how we communicate unconsciously with each other. And tears are a healthy part of being a human being. Let's go a little deeper into what they are. So what is the purpose of tears? So tears actually function from a biological and physiological standpoint. They allow you to see really clearly. What they do is they provide a smooth surface for light coming into the eye to refract off of. If that surface was not smooth, the light would bounce off in different directions. So we need a smooth medium for that light to come into so that we can actually see what's out there. Tears help wash debris from your eye so that you don't end up with things stuck in your eyeball for the whole rest of your life because that would be uncomfortable and damaging. Tears help deliver nutrients and hydration to the surrounding tissues. It's very important to keep things lubricated. Tears also help release stress-related toxins. Like I said, they're one of the fastest channels for detoxifying emotions from our body. And tears communicate your emotions to your external environment. They are meant to help garner empathy and social support. We are pack animals. We are meant to interact with fellow members of our tribe. We are meant to interact with fellow members of our family. We are not lone wolves. And so tears help us communicate something that is going on inside of us to the world outside of us when we don't have words to explain it. Now, tears themselves are actually made up of three separate layers. I'm going to get a little nerdy because I find this stuff cool. So the outer layer of tears is called the lipid layer, and this is what helps prevent tears from evaporating. Since the bulk of tears is made up of water, without this lipid layer, this fat layer, the tears would just poof, evaporate from our eyes. And this lipid layer is produced by something called the mybobian glands, which are located along the lash lines above and below your eye. The second layer is the middle layer. It's the aqueous layer, and this is what supplies nutrients to the cornea. It helps prevent infections. It helps heal ocular damage. And this is a layer that's largely made up of water, and it's produced by the lacrimal glands, which are located just above the eye, kind of in the eyebrow region. And then there is a mucus layer. This is the layer that's closest to the eye. This is the layer that coats the cornea to provide a level platform for even distribution so that there's not tears clumped on one side and then the other side's all dry. And this is produced by glands that are called goblet cells. Now, goblet cells arise from pluripotent stem cells, and they derive their name from their goblet cup-like appearance. Their primary function is to secrete mucus, and they create a protective layer. They're thought also to be involved in immunoregulation. Now, you may not know this, but there are actually three different types of tears, and each type of tear has a very different and specific purpose, as well as a very different chemical makeup. It's not just a tear is a tear is a tear. Tears are made up of all different types of chemicals and hormones and proteins. And depending on what type of tear you are shedding, will depend on what it's composed of. So the first type of tear is basal tears. These are the tears that help prevent your eye from drying out. They help prevent the cornea from being damaged. 
This is why when you go in for surgery, when you're under anesthetic, your body's not really producing tears. So they actually put a thin film of goo in your eye to help keep the cornea from being damaged during anesthetic. We need something to lubricate the eyeball. Otherwise, the cornea will end up with ulcers. So basal tears helps keep things lubricated, helps keep things from being damaged. These are the tears that are a complex blend of oil, of mucus, of water, of salt, as well as lysozyme, which helps fight infection. Now, lysozyme has very broad antibacterial effects, but don't think that you can just go cry on top of your wounds because it's not strong enough to help with that kind of an infection. Still go to the doctor. But in terms of your eye, it helps prevent any kind of infection. And basal tears are shed constantly, even when you don't notice. So these ones are constantly being shed to help keep your eyeball lubricated, to help keep your cornea safe. We have reflex tears. These are tears that are produced specifically by the lacrimal gland located above the eye. They're composed primarily of water, and these are produced in response to an external stimulus. It's a means of flushing a foreign object out of your eye. When you get a piece of dust in your eye or pollen and your eyes just keep on watering and watering and watering and watering and you can't seem to get it to stop, those are reflex tears. And they are different from basal tears. They have a different chemical structure. And then we have emotional tears. And these are the ones that we all get confused with. What I find interesting is that emotional tears, tears that are produced while we are experiencing high emotions, have higher levels of proteins. So they're actually a little bit thicker. So they actually stream a little bit more slowly than the other types of tears. When we are shedding emotional tears, it stimulates our body's production of endorphins, of oxytocin, and a neurotransmitter called leucine and kephalin, which is the body's natural pain relievers. Tears are part of how your body naturally relieves pain. Emotional tears play a very important role in balancing stress hormone levels. And they are triggered by empathy. They're triggered by compassionate and societal pain. They're triggered by physical pain. They are triggered by attachment-related pain when you lose a close connection. They are triggered by sentimental or moral feelings. This is why you can watch a really, really happy commercial or video and cry. You can watch a really, really sad commercial and cry. All of these are in response to an emotional state that you're experiencing, and these are emotional tears. And what's really interesting is that these are the kinds of tears that are only produced by humans. We are the only members of the animal kingdom that produce emotional tears. They make us uniquely human. Now, when we are born, babies and infants, you'll notice if you've ever had kids or you've seen little babies, when they cry, they don't actually produce visible tears at first because the lacrimal glands are not fully developed. And yet, even though they can't produce visible tears, babies will still cry because it helps them solicit care and assistance, which means that crying is our most primal language. It is our primal way of communicating to get our needs met long before we have language, long before we have a sense of self. Tears are how we communicate to our tribe to let them know that we need something. Now, in childhood, these emotional tears are most commonly triggered by physical pain or biological discomfort, hungry, wet diaper, or skinned knee. As adults, emotional tears get a little bit more complex and get to be triggered by a much more broader range of emotions. Again, a happy video on TikTok, a sad commercial, any kind of big emotion 
will prompt emotional tears. I like to say to people, I feel my emotions so deeply that sometimes they leak out my eyes. Now, in terms of how tears work with your brain, when your body produces emotional tears, the limbic system, which is the part of the brain that's involved in emotional arousal, signals your pons, which is a part of the brain's messaging system, which then signals the lacrimal system, the glands above the eye, to start to produce tears. While all tears will contain enzymes and lipids and metabolites and electrolytes, emotional tears also contain higher levels of prolactin of adrenocorticotrophic hormone, say that three times fast, of leucine and kephalin, of potassium, of manganese. Your tears when you are detoxing an emotion are different than tears when you have a piece of dust caught in your eye. Crying itself, the act of releasing tears, activates your parasympathetic nervous system. This is the part of the nervous system that relaxes after your body's been in a period of stress or danger. It helps run things like your digestion, and it's activated when you feel safe and relaxed. Crying activates the part of your nervous system associated with being safe and relaxed. When we don't let ourselves cry, we keep ourselves in our sympathetic nervous system, the part of our nervous system associated with fight or flight, with stress. And it's hypothesized that the release of these stress hormones actually helps regulate the body. It helps bring it back to a homeostatic level. It brings you back into balance. It allows you to let something go, literally. And what's really interesting is back in 2017, a photographer by the name of Rosalind Fisher, she published a book called The Topography of Tears. And what she did is she collected a hundred samples of her own tears that were expressed during different emotional states. And she kept track of what she was feeling at the time. And then she would collect some of the tears, put it on a microscope slide, allow it to dry, and then analyzed it and took photos of it. And each photo is completely different. Now, there is no pattern like, well, the sad tears look a certain way and happy tears look a certain way. There is no pattern in terms of that. But it does show the very nature of tears. We tend to think that all tears are the same, but they're not. Tears are a reflection of what your body is releasing. Tears are a reflection of what your body is letting go of. Tears reveal the natural and varied beauty of what your body is processing. Tears are an important part of being a human being. To deny your tears is to deny a huge aspect of what makes you uniquely you. So some key concepts to remember. Remember that tears are an important detoxification channel. They're designed to flush toxins and stress hormones out of your body. Every time you choke back the tears, you're allowing those stress hormones and toxins to stay inside your body. You. Remember that crying releases endorphins and oxytocin. These are the body's natural painkillers and feel-good hormones. That's why you feel so good after a good cry. That's not just in your head. That's a biological fact. And remember that emotional tears are unique to our species. They are part of what makes humans different from the rest of the animal kingdom. They are part of our identity as a human being. To deny them means to deny a very important part of who you are. And as always, I want to remind you to decide you want it more than you're afraid of it. Man, if ever there was something that we mess up and misunderstand in our life, it's the role of tears. 
From the moment we are kids, we are taught to stop the flow, to hide the tears, to literally cover our face in shame when there are tears flowing. Somehow we've gotten the message that tears are not okay, and yet they are what make us uniquely human. And so just decide that you want that aspect of your humanity more than you're afraid of it. And that's always the decision that will take you to the next step. And of course, if you have any questions about anything from tonight's circle or podcast, please know you can always reach out to me through either of my websites, either btgwellness.com or my coaching website, livelifeunbroken.com or through email or through social media. Just a random question. Um, which tears are yawning? Because I feel like I have those like just flood down sometimes when I'm meditating. I'm like yawning a ton and just not crying tears. Which ones are those? Um, that's a good question. I would think that they're probably going to be reflex tears since yawning is a reflex, but I'm not entirely certain. I'm going to have to look that one up. Cool. Good question though. So I take a um, mediumship development class. And one of the rules in that class is um, if someone is crying, we are not to interfere. Um, no passing Kleenexes, no tapping the leg, no hugging, no holding, no nothing. Um, the whole goal is to let them cry it out um, because it is that emotional release and, and it is detoxifying um, and it's incredibly empowering. I think that's the one thing we forget about crying is that um, you are in control of, you know, stopping it or letting it flow. Um, so, you know, it's a really neat topic to take on. Yes. Yes. And I love that. I love that. And, you know, there are ceremonies to honor our menstrual flow and yet tears, something that makes us uniquely human. No other animal on the planet sheds emotional tears. That's reserved only for us. It is part of our communication system with each other. It's how we let other people in our tribe, in our society, know that we need support, even when we don't have the words yet. And I think that it would be lovely to honor this part of us as well. So often we try to stop other people's tears because they make us uncomfortable or because we somehow take responsibility for other people's tears. Like somehow we are responsible for making a stop or helping them out or rescuing them. The most beautiful thing you can do is sit and witness someone's emotional release because you are then witnessing someone's humanity. You are witnessing something that makes them uniquely human. And that is such a powerful process to allow someone and just sit with them while they cry without having to fix it, without having to rationalize it, without having to make them laugh and get them out of it, but just to sit with them and say, yeah, it's okay. I'm here while you cry. Go for it. So I love that. I love that. Thank you again for joining me for this episode of the BTG podcast, which stands for Bridge the Gap, with me, Jen Fable. Remember, if you want to experience my virtual healing circles in real time, visit www.btgwellness.com circle. And of course, if you have any questions at any time, please know you're always welcome to reach out to me through social media or through my websites at btgwellness.com or through my coaching website, livelifeunbroken.com. Thanks again, and I'll see you next time.